From that character in your book to the adrenaline in your workout, the focus in your drive, tranquility in your space, from the mayo in your hot dog to whatever brews your coffee. That's what Gumzo with your inner voice is all about. Conversations that keep you connected with you. So whether you are comfortable with your own company or you are the heartbeat of the crew, this is your space. Welcome to Gumzo with your inner voice. If it's Wednesday, you know it's time to have some Gumzo with your inner voice. Hello and welcome my awesome people to episode 21 of Gumzo with your inner voice where we are all about conversations that keep you connected with you. Thank you so much for the love and support that you have been giving us all the way. And um, just to remind you, you can follow us on our social media platforms, that is Twitter and Instagram, the handle being Gumzo the Podcast. And equally write to us, giving us your feedback and sharing your stories. And of course, we always accord them anonymity and the email address to use is Gumzo the Podcast at gmail.com thank you so much for the feedback that um you gave to us on uh, episode 20 my <laughs> personal story titled espresso macchiato <laughs> yo people i've gone through a lot just trying to prove that i'll that i am cool calm and cultured and i know so many people resonated uh with that story you know there's no point yeah there's no honor in shame, yeah? There's no honor in shame. Just put your shame aside and when you walk in one of these restaurants trying to persuade someone's daughter that you are cultured, just inquire. There's no point of saying, I want that um, lasagna and uh, bolognese. Just ask, just ask. Swallow your pride and ask. Um, and the chef would get to uh, educate you, you know, give you some uh, culinary, um, civic education, as my friend called it, uh, and tell you probably it's Bolognese uh, or, or it's not lasagna, it's lasagna. And some of these Italian names, my goodness, they just put our tongues to shame. But here we are. Sometimes boy child has to do what boy child has to do to persuade someone's daughter, one of the daughters of Eve, that, yeah, he's super, super cultured. So thank you so much for your feedback. And um, we hope that you are faring on well, keeping safe, sane and sound. And, you know, in today's segment of uh, Kenya and other short stories, hey, the angel that has been given the duty to keep this weather cold. I think that angel is overworking. I think that angel is overworking. He has literally spilled July weather into September. Purely overworking. But looking at it from the good side of life, I think God is, you know, trying to rehearse uh, trying to put us through the rehearsal of how london weather is and how canada weather is because yeah i know quite a number of people who are uh, applying uh to get that permanent residence uh in canada so no complaining 
this is when you take notes of how the temperatures are in those countries. And in some sad news, uh, the cabinet secretary of health state that his job is not to fight corruption, but to provide health care. And I'm just thinking, it's like a father saying his role is just to side children and not to participate in their upbringing. Yep, I know I used quite an analogy there. But um, my perspective, if the cabinet secretary doesn't feel like his role is to enact proper strategies that can weed out corruption in the health docket, then he should pack his bags and go home and give room for someone who's ready to provide strategic focus and vision uh, for the betterment of the healthcare of Kenyans and at the same time weed corruption because that is one ailment we're all suffering from. And uh, funny enough, it's an ailment and he is the cabinet secretary in charge of healthcare. I mean, if his work is to provide proper healthcare to Kenyans, then without corruption, provide a cure to eat. You know, some of these people, at times they you, you have a lot of respect for them, but then they open their mouths to speak and you wonder, who changed your tongue overnight? Who replaced your brain overnight? We will be coming back to that issue uh, as we progress. But to mention, we will be resuming with a shouted segment uh, in our subsequent episodes. Especially after some people, you know yourself, give us feedback <laughs> that you do like how we pronounce your names uh, in this particular podcast. So we've had you, uh, let me put it like Safaricom, dear customer. We value your feedback. <laughs> and we will be resuming with that segment in a short while. Now, we had wrapped up the series uh, of my first time experience. But um, there's one story we got that has sent us back here again. So we have unpacked <laughs> and we will do three more episodes and uh, call it a wrap on um, my first time experience series. Today's story uh, traverses employment, relationships, friends, hitting rock bottom and getting a new lease in life. This is Robert's story, of course not his real name. So let's dive in. I hate white envelopes. White is supposed to be that color that brings good news and hope. But this time round, white was the harbinger of bad news. You will soon understand why I have a negative affinity towards white. Now, Money attracts a specific category of friends, very specific. In case you're planning to argue with this assertion, with the then clearly, my friend, you have not gained the money I am referring to. So relax and get that money first, then you will know. To date, I still believe that money is the answer to everything. Again, just before you argue, 
read the scriptures. It is the insatiable love for it and its usage that breed evil. Back to my story. I was privileged to secure a job immediately after campus with one of the NGOs that was operating in Kenya. My role was to support the implementation of different programs all over the country. <laughs> now this meant traveling a lot, often by flight where this means of transport was available and by private means where the former was inaccessible. It also meant one fundamental aspect, mm -hmm. per diem. I had only interacted with this concept of per diem theoretically, but my pocket had not been colonized to speak such a foreign language fluently. But now it did. To create picture perfect, I would go for months without touching my salary because the per diem was sufficient, actually more than sufficient. I was earning a salary that enabled me to enjoy the finer things in life, from the five-star hotels I had previously vowed never to visit because I couldn't fathom why someone would spend 5,000 Kenyan shillings on a plate, even if it was a buffet, to the liquor that sanitized my throat and put my liver to work, I enjoyed it all. I had studied engineering, but with the salary I was earning from the NGO world, I put the degree aside. I acquired new friends in life. In retrospect, I believe they were my friends during that season of abundance. Let's call them my drinking and road trip friends. I would finance most of their escapades. I honestly lost the number of drinking sprees I wholesomely financed. My friends loved me. I had been referred to as chairman, the president and other chiefly names. I think it is sufficient to mention that money gives you specific titles. So if you want a title, just get the money. One day, the donor tightened the taps and the gush of good life was reduced drastically to rationed droplets. The first casualty was the per diem followed by salary reviews and restructures. I had honestly never thought of saving because money was in plenty supply. A lot of it, but here we were. The wells was somehow running dry. Then the quandary manifested. We were notified of a possible restructuring of the operations of the NGO. To the best of my limited knowledge, this meant optimizing on specific programs and less of the globe-trotting adventures. In campus, no one ever took us through the nitty-gritty of an employment contract, what it entails and how it is brought into effect. No one even taught us how to save. It, it is assumed that you would get the hang of it 
as you progress in life. On this fateful day, I received a call from HR and reported to her office. We rarely interacted with her. Frankly speaking, this was our third encounter. The first one was when I was signing my employment contract. Second was during a staff retreat. And this was the third. She spoke of the need of the NGO to restructure its operations and how it was going to have undesirable impact on everyone. My mind interpreted that my presence had been solicited to induce cutting-edge ideas to cushion the NGO from adverse effects. When suddenly, a white envelope was handed over to me. I wondered why Secret Santa was being implemented in October, yet Christmas was still days away. I went home and read the content of the letter. I felt an instant stitch on my side with a thin line of sweat dripping from my armpit to my waistline. My employment had been terminated. I might not have understood employment contracts, but I knew what terminated meant. All this happened a week to the road trip to Rwanda we had planned with my drinking and road trip buddies. I called them to break the sad news, and that's when reality hit me hard and fast. <laughs> if you thought Fast and Furious was just a movie, well, this was my reality. After the sympathy charade, phones started going unanswered. On the day of the road trip, no one called to inform me whether the trip was still on or whether it had been postponed. But the streets of Zuckerberg unveiled the reality. I saw the awesome images splashed all over social media with the caption, You should be here! And YOLO. I felt this was the highest level of face-painting mockery. I persistently tried to reach out and one of the crew members, whom I used to refer to as my brother, sent me a message. It read, Yo, I think by now you know that you are no longer part of the crew, man. That slapped me out of my slumber. I called myself for a quick meeting and resolved to start afresh. This meant moving out from the bungalow that had hosted a lot of parties to somewhere I could manage to pay rent. Starting afresh meant dusting off the cobwebs around my degree and remind myself of how to write a resume and the cover letter. My cue. Getting the job at the NGO, I had never written a cover letter. Starting afresh meant exactly that, starting afresh. Starting from rock bottom, building my way up. After some time, I got a job in an engineering firm. They told me that I had to start from the entry level position and I was much obliged. 
I was committed and devoted. My bosses noticed. Because God is faithful and does not use your past to block your future or judge your future, I was enrolled for a program to be airlifted to Germany for advanced study, all paid for by the company. <laughs> now, there is an assumption that men don't cry because we have walls around our feelings built by bricks of ego and cemented by the fear of rejection. But this time, it was different. I found the nearest washroom and cried myself silly, though in silent mode. Again, hey, hey, let's not get it wrong. Men don't wail. I thanked God for a new lease and prepared myself to embrace the journey ahead. When I posted on Facebook an image of myself in Germany, <laughs> guess who reached in my inbox calling me bro? <laughs> yep, you guessed it right. To date, that message has never been answered and the calls as well. You see, my first time experience getting that white envelope woke me up to so many realities. But thankfully, that white envelope also paved way for new ties. I asked um, Robert, not his real name, some of the lessons that he learned out of this white envelope experience and he mentioned the following. Surround yourself with genuine friendships and be genuine to them. Save, not just for a rainy day, but for all weather. And know who your bro is. <laughs> I also asked him um, whether he still <laughs> has negative affinity <laughs> towards white envelopes. Yes, his answer was in affirmative. He still hates white envelopes. Thank you so much, Robert, for contributing uh, to today's episode. And as always is the case, we accord the story with anonymity in terms of uh, not disclosing um, the real names. And um, these, these are fundamental lessons I, I, I actually uh, propose um, on friendship, hitting rock bottom, and I agree, I agree with uh, Robert. It's important to surround yourself with genuine friendships and also be genuine to this friendship. Um, tell us, what lessons are you deriving from um, this particular episode from Robert's story? And we will be highlighting your feedback in a subsequent episode. So keep leaving the Gumzo mantra alive. That is listen, enjoy, share and repeat. Also follow us on our social media platforms. That is Twitter and Instagram. The handle being at Gumzo the podcast and write to us sharing your stories. Don't mind the theme. Leave that to us. We will know how to fuse it all 
together the email address is gumzo the podcast at gmail.com and someone is waiting to respond to your email today we sign out by a song from our boy featuring otila brown the song is titled niache niende keep it gumzo with your inner voice Maria Ukaona siteke kisimani niwe dunia niliona chungu sikujuapi pakupapasa kasema kitabu kimefika mwisho ukras kwache kwache wende nikaona kwache 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 wende wewe basi niache niache ai mbona unanifata Kafla umeni misi Licho kifata ukupata Mungu kalipa mimi Ibilisi shetani manyangu nyaku Onyo time zima Zimefika ukingoni mbio za sakafu Oh, nakuchukia Ulivyo nyacha pandanjia Sasa unakumbuka zangu fadhila Unarudi unalia Uuu, tena nachutia Bona mwanzo minika kuzivia Nakumbuka mama kinyambia Kasema kitabu kimefika mwisho ukras kwache kwache wende nikaona kwache 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 wende wewe basi niache niache ai mbona unanifata kabla umenimisi niache nilichokifuata ukupata mungu kanipa mimi kwache kwache wende nikaona kwache Basiniache <laughs> 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 